welcome to episode 12, everyone. If you've just joined, I'm Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and this is Robin at a tired witch on Instagram. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Morning. Well, for us, you might be listening to this at night in the afternoon, but it's morning for us. Like, no, really early. In the I morning. refuse. Everyone listens to this exclusively in the morning. <laughs> new with us this week every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phase and the nearest one coming up to us is the new moon in leo which is august 18th so let's see that will be about 11 days from when this podcast airs which will be a refreshing break because the last two new moons have been in cancer and i know we talked about that last time but are you uh done being sad yet (laughs) (laughs) yes why yes i am the new moon in leo is a, a very good contrasting break as well because it uh well, contrast twice in a row. Very nice, Robin. Um, uh, the emotional side of the new moon in Cancer to being much more fiery, much more confident, and just overall bold. Uh, this is a good time to hone in on that confidence that is that comes with the Leo. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. that, um, with honing in on that confidence, uh, we need to check ourselves and make sure that we are being confident, not cocky, because there is a difference. Uh, there is, <clears throat> excuse me, there is that fiery energy that comes with new moons in general. All of them are about fresh starts, right? New beginnings and a new page. And so with that, we're going to hone in that kind of fiery energy and that confidence Overall, this is a great time to start new projects that are going to require growth. So this isn't something that is going to be a quick turnover project. It's going to be something Mm -hmm. that you're going to have to nurture. Uh, Leo in general is connected with the strength card in tarot. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the energy we want to be holding in when we are looking at these projects. These are something that we need to be passionate about, compassionate about, and also patient Nothing that's going to happen real super quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So think of, think of the strength card. Hone in that kind of nurturing but patient energy. And don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. And don't then, be a dick, guys. You know, <laughs> when you're doing these, like, projects and stuff like that, think about, you know, we have two harvests coming up. We have Maybon mm-hmm. and we have Samhain. Do you want mm-hmm. to harvest for that next Sabbath? Yeah. That's so. a great point. Yeah. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What are you, like a professional? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think of myself as the supreme. Oh, Just true. kidding. That's true, really true. you. You're no, the no, supreme. It's true. No, it's true, guys. She is the supreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, focus in on setting intentions that are creative but will take patience. Uh, maybe you're going to start a new art project that is something that is going to take a while to master or maybe you've been on the fence about starting that really small little Etsy shop or something. These are things that take no. time to grow. It's nothing that's going to happen overnight and this would be a great time to focus on that energy. So go out there and make something, yes. guys. Make something wonderful. Done. 
and then send me pictures because I want to see what you're making. <laughs> So if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, and even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. This week, we are talking about the Knight of Cups. On the Rider Waite Smith deck, you see a knight holding up a cup while on their steed. The horse is kind of doing that pretty trotting people have them do when riding sometimes. I don't know what it's called, so don't mind me. (laughs) There is a river flowing near our knight and some mountains in the background. The universal meaning of this card is someone who's a stereotypical knight in shining armor. You are being compassionate, inspiring those around you. Now, for myself, I view this card differently in a sense. The knights, to me, are about action, movement, and taking charge in their respective suits when they are upright. When this one in particular in particular comes up in a reading, it is telling myself or my client that they need to do what makes them happy. They need to take charge of their happiness and battle for it. What they want will not freely be given to them. They must use real world energy in order to attain it because that is what the knights symbolize. They are no longer the pages learning and taking in the world around them. And it is time for movement and to utilize what they know in order to go after what they want. So Robin dear, how do you view this card? Well, it's so funny. You should ask me that. <laughs> Cause I have opinions. <laughs> oh, uh, well, the, Knight of Cups. <laughs> the Knight of Cups to me is, well, all knights, right, are kind of like saviors. Mm-hmm. They're like the princes of fairy tales, those sort of things. The Knight of mm-hmm. Cups to me is the unrealistic kind of persona that we project onto potential partners when we are not in a place to mm-hmm. accept love. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, that makes total sense. it's like, you know, like the manic pixie dream girl stuff where people kind of have an idea of what somebody <laughs> yeah. is. This, the Knight of Cups is the manic pixie dream girl. She's got short bangs um, and, you know, uh, they romanticize her mania. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's going to fix all of your problems while <laughs> suffering in her own. Yeah. <laughs> The Knight of Cups to me is somebody who, well, when I say it's a person, right, is this kind of knight of the fairy tale endings. Sure, there is a lot of potential there for this knight being somebody that is going to be amazing and wonderful and this great partner, as all cups have the potential to do. But at least in mm. my personal experience the knight of cup typically comes up when you're romanticizing the idea of somebody versus who they actually are um Mm. and so to me it's usually a red flag (laughs) Uh, we get this idea in our head of what we think someone's like based off of a variety of things and then we project that onto people and that's not fucking healthy nor is it the foundational building blocks to make something long term Mm mm-hmm yeah, I. that's actually your version of upright is how I view reverse. As we said, it's really funny, different views and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, when, when I get the card in reverse, um, 
it's it's instead of us projecting this idea onto somebody it's this mm-hmm. the 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 somebody so like the potential partner lying to you about who they are so it's like to me it's like the con man of love they're trying to yeah. spin you a story where when it's in upright we're spinning our own mm-hmm. story in our head it's just like kind of a role reversal for me at least yeah i like that i like your views thanks They're very good views Oh, thank you. I have the best views, the greatest views. Nobody's had views like me. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. I'm up there, too. You can just call me Robin I am the Trump. supreme this episode. Oh, my Robin God. Robin Trump. The greatest views. Nobody's had reviews on tarot cards like me. <laughs> If you guys follow us on Twitter, I opened up our, well, I didn't open up our ass, it's Twitter, (laughs) but I posted a tweet uh, asking kind of topics that you guys might want to see covered here on the podcast. And one of the responses was talking about ethical crystal sourcing, which as somebody who sells crystals myself, I thought this was a super important topic and Maria agreed. So... Let's talk about crystals and why searching for ethical crystal crystals are is important. Words. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Hi. English is my first language. <laughs> uh, so as as some of you might know, I sell crystals in my shop and a huge point of importance for me as somebody like I care a lot about doing things ethically and fair trade and being as environmentally low impact as possible. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And so I was not going to carry anything in my shop that I didn't research to death. (laughs) And because of that, uh, it became incredibly alarming how little wholesale suppliers there are that are ethically source that they, you can just ask them, hey, where'd you get this from? Um, it just it's not out there. Um, <laughs> it's not that it's not out there. It obviously is out there. Like I was able to find it and I'm not trying to shade anybody and say that they're, oh, they're not doing it. Come shop with me. But what I am saying is that yeah. we need to be smart consumers. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about why that's important, shall we, Maria? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Um, crystals have become the new slave trade, uh, 100%. Uh, they become the new equivalent of the blood diamonds. People in general are moving away from things like mined diamonds, much more, especially our generation, millennials, Gen Z. Uh, yeah, they're really trying know. to be a lot more mindful, but I don't think... yeah. You know, well, they're not really thinking about like, oh, I'm not buying blood diamonds. So right. let's buy this crystal ring. Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> our generation is moving away from diamonds, like for engagement rings. You see a lot more like mm-hmm. I don't have a diamond on my ring. Like you see a lot more people moving away from that, getting moissanites, getting opals and other fun ring stones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not to say that all people are not doing that. Um 
I know you have a yeah. beautiful diamond ring. Uh, so, I do. But yeah, I'm not trying to yeah. suggest that people don't do that <laughs> or that you shouldn't do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah. is in general, we are moving away from diamonds uh, just as a, you know, a high enough percentage that it's worth noting. And because of that, yeah. people think that if they don't get a diamond, that it's inherently ethically sourced. And that is just not, not true. true. <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> yeah, not not true in the slightest bit. Um, what what it's done now is we have actually I'm gonna straight up shade somebody. Audrey Kitching, fuck that bitch. Um, she posted, she's got this massive following. If you don't know who she is, she was a MySpace scene queen who has become <laughs> who has become I'm not trying to shade the transition. I was a scene queen, Maria was a scene so queen. Was I. No yeah. shade here. But she was a MySpace scene queen who's now become a love and light. Uh, I think she's an ethereal being. I find the entire thing exhausting to even try to consume. But it's a whole supreme thing. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, massively. She's a massive component of whether you realize this or not, of why crystal healing has become popularized because she has a massive following. She got into crystal healing and now it's a huge, it's, she's a part of that movement. Like whether we like Audrey Kitching or not, she's a huge influence on modern day crystal healing because yeah. people were consuming her stuff and people want to be just like her. And now yeah. we've got this high demand for healing crystals that need to come from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, and people and companies are going to do this as cheaply as possible so yeah. that they can make a huge ass profit off of mm-hmm. our, you know, spiritual stuff. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And the thing is, is that ethically sourced crystals are always going to be more expensive. Always. Um, I'll tell you guys straight up, usually in the seller market, you make about two to 300 percent profits on um, resale, right? Mm -hmm. crystals for myself because i still want them to be affordable but they're also ethically sourced i'm only making about for 40 percent profit which is like yeah not a lot um which is fine like i'm not complaining Mm -hmm. um yeah and you're just starting out with crystals too right and there's a lot of research that goes into this i'm very obnoxious Mm -hmm. about this in my own self (laughs) (laughs) but what you need to consider is we have these crystal parties and stuff like that which are amazing like i love that for small businesses like i love it for them so much but i don't think it's harmful to ask where your crystals are coming from and i know that i follow a lot of amazing crystal sellers that i can have that conversation with them you know, where are you getting your crystals from? And they'll tell you. And that's amazing and open and transparent and honest. Then there's also mm-hmm. like Etsy shops that say that their crystals are ethically sourced. And, you know, from all my research, some of that shit in their shop, it's like, mm, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, especially like you can find crystals on like Amazon and stuff mm-hmm. like <laughs> I wouldn't trust Amazon as far as I could throw them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, 
Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> you could probably even buy crystals on walmart.com. Let's not <laughs> test the water here, guys. <laughs> I mean, especially when you consider crystal healing is a very love and light approach to things, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we all know how I feel about that phrase, but regardless. Yeah, spiritual bypassing. Light, um, very love and light approach. It's not very love and light to be like <laughs> blood diamonding your tourmaline. Um, <laughs> like, it's yeah. that, you know what I mean? That it's counterintuitive yeah. for what you want. They're not conflict free. A lot of them, too, they do like dynamite mining or what's that called with the high pressure water? Oh gosh, I can't you know even tell you. About? But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I knew. I it's know like exactly when they what you're talking water about. The side of a mountain to get like they used to do it in the gold rush days because I'm from California, so mm-hmm. I know all about that. Um, and that became like incredibly illegal because it's horrendous for the environment. Like it's so mm-hmm. bad. Like the the land cannot recover from that kind of mining for like 400 years. Yes, 100%. Uh, it just depletes the land entirely. And so not only are, do we have to ask the question of, is it ethically fair trade sourced, right? So the people involved mm-hmm. in mining these crystals for you. But then we need to take the step of asking, how is it sourced? Is it, you know, coming from short supply chains of like a couple of people that are, you know, going out there and just doing a few, a few mines themselves and then bringing it back to sell? Or is this like power washing the side of the earth and picking up the stones? Yeah. And then like, even considering, you know, you got to think about the labor that they're using. Are they using children, especially Mm -hmm. those in like, not so great, you know, people you know people in communities and situations in their countries Mm -hmm. and you know you don't that's just it's horrible to think that you know your child a child mind (laughs) this like quartz for you are they being paid fair wages uh are they given proper safety equipment i mean most of these people are going underground just like you know coal mining are they given, you know, hard hats? Are they given re- re- respirators? Like a, no a lot kidding. of the healing crystals that we get mm-hmm. contain silica in it. And mm-hmm. when you're mining, silica dust goes up and it can cause lung disease. So like these are important yeah. things to just like, I'm not saying that your seller is going to be able to tell whether or not the miners, you know, <laughs> were wearing <laughs> the proper rebreathers to avoid uh, lung disease. But what I am saying is, is that they should be able to give you an idea of whether or not their stuff is actually ethically traded and be able to let you mm-hmm. know, like how it's sourced. I know that my wholesale supplier literally goes and gets it themselves. Like they mine it. They're like, have like a team of 20 that are in the shop and they go out and mine them themselves. Um, that's also why that's like, I that's can't really carry good. a lot of different things in my shop uh, because they go get it themselves. That's why it comes in waves. And, but you know, other people like ask them, where does it come from? It's not, you, the consumer, have so much power in, you know, the way things 
the world works. Because if you start asking questions and, and lots of people start asking questions and you're not getting the right answers and stop buying from them, they're going to go mm-hmm. find new practices. They're going to find stuff to get you to stay there. And so there's a lot of yeah. power in being a consumer. Yeah, definitely. And then like another really great way to get crystals that have been responsibly sourced is to go to state parks yes. that have like caves. Sometimes yes. you can even hunt for your very own. The cave yes. my wife and I went to while we were in California last year had crystals and had information about exactly where they came from. And most of them was from the U.S. And they're... There's like so many of these places around. You'd be you'd be really surprised. And so I definitely recommend doing some Googling in order to hunt some down. And it's honestly one of my favorite ways to get crystals because not only have you been out exploring nature all day by going to a state park, you're mm-hmm. also getting to bring bring home a responsibly sourced crystal. I mean, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty amazing. It's yeah. really amazing. Like I think it's incredible and there's so much you guys can do little things to change stuff the main one is just consume passionately consume like with knowledge uh and don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to ask questions like your you know the the that bullshit saying that the customer is always right (laughs) in Mm -hmm. this case especially (laughs) you are you have the right to ask that question you have the right to say hey you know, where are you, where are you getting these from? Like, are your things ethical? And don't accept just, yes, it's ethically sourced. Yes. Yes, my stuff's ethically. I mean, I'm sorry. There are so many goddamn Etsy's out there that are just like ethically sourced crystals. And it's like, no, are they? Because I'd like to know who your supplier is. Like, I call bullshit. Yeah. And if you're like spending all this money on crystals, I mean... The amount of money you're spending, you're allowed to ask these questions. Right. I, it's and especially just, yeah. if you're practicing healing, crystal healing, which a lot of us do. And it's very like, you know, using the power of the earth, etc. Like, oh, how is that going to help you to hone in the power of the earth? And, you know, these magical, mystical things that are crystals when they were consumed so unethically. Like... Think mm-hmm. about the universe. Think about the, you know, elemental energies, et cetera. And is mm-hmm. it not completely contradictory to have to ask for energy from something from the earth that was consumed by being so damaging to the planet? Like, <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. So consider, consider where you get your stuff from, guys. <laughs> genuinely (laughs) be a I don't know constructive consumer mindful consumer so Maria what's stirring your cauldron this week okay so (laughs) In our Patreon and Discord, we have been 
discussing tarot. Like we've been going through the major arcana and um, diving into how the cards connect with one another. I have found that doing current event readings really helps newer readers develop their skills when it comes to reading, which has been so amazing to see, especially with our lovely Discord members, you know, utilizing it in that way. Mm -hmm. It really helps develop the storytelling aspect of the cards, which is basically seeing how they connect to one another and you know, that's what they've been focusing on and doing readings for, you know, doing readings for others. You aren't when you're not quite comfortable yet with your abilities, it can be really nerve wracking as a new reader. And so, and if you have been having problems connecting with cards, doing readings for yourself, it can be confusing and current event readings helps eliminate both of those pressures and Mm -hmm. helps you focus on something from an outsider's perspective. It's not like your views of the cards isn't going to hurt someone else. It's not going to like confuse someone else. It's not going to confuse yourself. Well, maybe, but (laughs) in the book advanced tarot secrets by Dusty white, he even recommends pulling cards while um, watching the news which can be also a fun and insightful exercise to do yeah but um yeah and things to keep in mind when doing these types of readings is that your experience with these current events is going to be front and center so your spreads may vary from someone else's and for myself i do these readings when i need clarity on a situation and also when I really want to do a reading, but I have nothing really to focus on for myself. So it's really, yeah, it's just, it's a great way to see how the cards connect to one another and yeah. to learn to trust your intuition and see how it plays out with the news. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We've also been doing, uh, like going through one card at a time and pairing it with a random one, which I think has been awesome as well. Did you say that? Yes, I completely agree. I think I briefly did I, did I miss out on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love that. I think it's great. I think it's a super good skill, and I think that even if you are like like pairing them together, so the current events, and then when you have your cards laid out, right, picking an additional card mm-hmm. at random, and then just interpreting each one for what it is, I think is mm-hmm. a good skill to have in general, and it forces you Mm -hmm. to think outside the box and forces you to situationally think about what that car would mean i think it's brilliant i think we're brilliant it's just yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think just having that like after doing so many like a current event readings you get more comfortable and being like you know what i i got this as a reader i Mm -hmm. i understand what these cards are trying to tell me and so when you do a reading for someone else you're gonna have that confidence to back yourself up yeah when you transition and i love it yeah i think that's really important i agree (laughs) (laughs) so robin what is not stirring your cauldron this week? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> What's not stirring my cauldron this week is my own bad attitude and the fact that everybody else seems to be feeling the same way. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, not all of us. <laughs> yes, you. No, actually, this isn't a podcast. This is an intervention. You've been a rape dick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh my god. Your friends and family are here to tell you how your bad attitude has affected them. I'll start. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my own bad attitude. Uh, we've been talking about it again in the Discord, and it seems like everybody is kind of just the energy of this last full moon has just kind of affected everybody in a very intense sort of way, if that makes sense. And yeah. I know that Radical I've been basically like moon. manic for two straight days. Like, I, I was talking to my best friend about it and i was just like i don't know what my deal mm-hmm. is because i am i'm not somebody who suffers with mania at all mm-hmm. um i can be a bit scattered but like mania and being a bit scattered are very different i mm-hmm. was like not sleeping um and was just generally kind of an asshole uh, there was i mean obviously more to it than that when i'm describing it as mania but um that's personal and i'm not gonna get too into it so <laughs> um but Overall speaking, uh, my bad attitude, everybody else's bad attitude, and just whatever the fuck is going on that has got everybody uh, being a massive dick, uh, myself included. (laughs) It's been a lot. It's so funny how moons affect us all differently. I mean, besides being on my moon, (laughs) (laughs) it was a pretty chill moon for myself. Maybe it's because my wife's moon is an Aquarius cusp. So I've spent 13 years with that type of energy. (laughs) But (laughs) some moons, though, you know, I sleep like absolute crap the whole week before it hits. And then the day before the moon, it can feel like my world is spinning out of control, no matter how much grounding I do and how much like mindfulness I, you know, try to extrude. But that was me this last week. And the thing is, though, (laughs) that never happens to me. Like, I, the, <laughs> I the feel full, like it happens to me every other moon. The full moon, for me at least, usually maybe I'll sleep a little bit bad at night during mm-hmm. the full moon. Um, yeah. But my attitude is, like, totally fine, normal, you know, even keeled self. Um, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, this fucking full moon, man, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, I've been just scattered and all over the place (laughs) and just kind of a jerk um now you know like when the moon comes around and i'm like being absolutely crazy you guys she's making excuses for future abusive behaviors to me please everyone are you listening please (laughs) she's making excuses in the future should be like i warned you i'm just like this when the moon comes out i don't know what to tell you (laughs) so rude i am like the picture perfect supreme especially this episode i mean true true it's true i can't even argue with it it's you are the supreme (laughs) 
<laughs> I just I, I couldn't believe be it because I'm normally not like Robin. this at all. I'm normally not like this at all. I am a very patient person, just in general in life. Maria can attest for my patience mm-hmm. and the fact yes, that you have, have way more than me. Way I am more a than very me. Very patient person. I am. Uh, to and and that's why if you cross that line with me, like you really fucked up. <laughs> and my patience was like scraping the barrel to say the least it was my poor husband could not even look at me without me being like what what do you want (laughs) and i'm not like coming on my cycle or anything i've just been in a really bad mood and like all over the place and like super just like my energy has been like everywhere it's been like really really high to like really really low to really really high and like (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, I'd like well, to preface that I do not have like lithium problems or like bipolar disorder, not not mm-hmm. to knock anybody who does, but that's why it was such an alarming thing for me because I don't experience these sort of behaviors at all mm-hmm. in my normal life. Um, mm-hmm. And mental health is not a joke. I'm not trying to make a joke of it. I'm starting to say like that this was very unusual for me. Um, yeah. And then... At least in our Discord, it seemed like everybody was Everyone. going through something similar. Precisely. And it wasn't like that, that herd mentality where it's like, is anybody else feeling this right now? It was like yeah. we were individually talking about experiences. And then somebody finally was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Everybody's basically <laughs> describing the same thing. <laughs> well, I have good news for you. Because what? usually following such a crazy ass moon like you've experienced... The new moon is going to be so blissful and wonderful. I know. It always, always, after a super intense full moon, the new moon rolls around and it feels like like there's this whole sense of renewal and like, I got this. Okay. Things are okay. It's going to be okay. I need that for me really bad (laughs) because it was crazy. I felt like I couldn't get anything right. Like, I was like, I get really overwhelmed when mm-hmm. I can't process things uh, how I feel I should be processing them. Mm-hmm. And I was like on the verge of tears for like two days straight because oh. I was just like, I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> but I'm fine now. Uh, for anybody listening to this who might be concerned about me, I'm fine now. It's past. Thank you so much for your care and concern. I love you so much. <laughs> Kisses for you. uh yeah so uh no more of that no more new moon or full moons in aquarius thank you ever again (laughs) never again i don't mind them i don't mind them just never again have some more let's just have some more (laughs) some more please (laughs) don't be shy just kidding i i hate how it affects my work wife i hate it i hate it thank you finally Finally, this is about me. <laughs> and listening, like, Robin, you have nonstop talk for the last 30 fucking minutes. It's always about you. Well, you know what? Poop on you. That's what I have to say to that. So if you are new here 
every episode, we talk about creators that we're loving right now. This could be anybody from an artist to a small business, blogger, you name it. That being said, I know we say this every time and some of you are probably sick of hearing it, but please do not message us asking to be featured on here. It's not going to happen. You're going to get blocked and that's going to make me sad. Instead, we these creators are people that we have organically found on our own and Mm -hmm. don't be that guy nobody likes that guy we don't like that guy don't be that guy (laughs) (laughs) that being said maria what is your first shop what who are you loving okay so on instagram you will know her as rain um there's like a period between the R and the A, but on Etsy, which bio. is her shop, it's Rain, yeah, Rain Alexandria Art on Etsy. And basically, she creates these like gorgeous wood burn creations, and she gets the wood from basically, she lives out in the middle of like a a big forest. So she gathers like fallen wood and stuff like that and makes these. And that's really cool. They're just, it's stunning. Yeah. And there's, like, little fairies wood burned into, like, logs where you could put, like, incense. And she makes boxes, coasters. She even made a tarot deck out of wood. Like, what? not tarot deck, sorry. Like, oracle, dar- oracle oh, deck. I mean, it's no, only, like... fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, ten, ca- um, 10 cards made out of wood. I mean, that's that's really cool. That's really that's interesting. Really cool. What a I've unique never, like, idea. I've never even seen that. I'm going to have to look that up because I never, well, listen to my fucking (laughs) card hoarding ass. (laughs) And then she also like does these um, risen pieces that like as necklaces where she has like mushrooms she's found and flowers Mm -hmm. and and it's like in the wood. And she even had at one point these posters that had that and they're just like cute, like little windows into nature. I mean, they were freaking beautiful that sounds beautiful um i think her stuff is really cool i like like just her general aesthetic as well she has like this really beautiful lavender hair and Mm -hmm. all of her posts kind of hold that theme that like lavender-esque theme Mm -hmm. so like just as a creator as well like her shop totally aside i think her instagram is really pretty her Animal Crossing village, too, is beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> and her Animal Crossing is so amazing. <laughs> I'm not addicted. I'm fine. Things, I'm guys. fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, her stuff is amazing. And I, I love her store. And one day, one day, I will get a piece and it will be in my house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It will be mine. <laughs> So, Robin, what's what store are you liking? Hmm? I am obsessed with glass art in general. Um, what are they called? Like stained glass art, you know, that you yeah, hang up on your glass. window and yeah. stuff. Um, completely mm-hmm. obsessed, firstly. Secondly, Same. I'm obsessed with Lockhart glass just in general. They do this amazing thing. It's like stained glass. Uh, what are they called? You know when you like like when you have a door that is just like the arch but not a door what's the word i'm thinking of here it's oh, like trivet right is it a trivet yeah trivet? yeah i think so 
anyway, yeah, maybe um, <laughs> they do these stained Someone glass. Someone is like, no, that is not what they are. <laughs> uh, our arche- or not archaeologists. Listen to my ass. My archi- our architecture <laughs> listeners are like, that is incorrect. <laughs> but it's a. They make these like. Uh, for the corners of those door frames. Door frame is also a word for it. Thank you. Uh, again, English mm. is my first language. They make these like glass art corner pieces, basically, for door frames. And yes. they are and they're beautiful. so fucking beautiful. They do ones that are like crystals and some that are like flowers, or they had they had at least a spider web one. And they had a freaking moon and clouds one that oh is my God. gorgeous. Oh my they God. They have like just so many cool ones. I want them so freaking bad. I've tried to buy some of their pieces when they go live. Because um, they're one of those shops, you know, where they all pre-make stuff and then it goes live yeah. to sell. And I've never been quick enough. And I've been trying for two years. What is and with I'm not you in these stores? Listen what to is- me. <laughs> Listen to me, Maria. You need to have several seats, okay? Okay, I'm obsessed with them. Okay, so You're you obsessed with need hard to, to get down. things. <laughs> I am. I, if it's like if it's something that I have to be like orderly to get and quick, uh, I'm gonna want it, and I'm never gonna achieve that to get it. It's never gonna happen. Um, I just untangible. <laughs> <laughs> but I, their shop's incredible, and they sell like little things too, like little crescent moon planter pins. I think that's what they're so called. cute. They they're like they know. they've got like a little pole. They're like you stakes, can put them in your planter. Right? Stake. Stake. A stake. Not a planter yeah. pin. A stake. A stake. Ma- I'm like making <laughs> up a word here to like make it make sense. And you're like, it's a stake, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, God, Robin, get it right. I get am it a right. uh, very cute, We're professional, very here. unintelligent woman. So thank you all for coming to my <laughs> TED Talk. Um, there's the door. <laughs> but in re- this, this shop is incredible. You guys should genuinely look it up. You should look at the door frame little corner pieces that they make and then buy me mm-hmm. one when it becomes live and uh i will cherish you forever that's what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say i'll cherish you forever so quickest way to my heart door frame art door frame, <laughs> door frame art <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. And we hope that we will see you for the next episode on August 21st for our 13th episode, which uh, 13, it might be a little spooky. Time will tell. Keep your eyes out on our Instagrams and our Twitter. If you're not already following us there, it's Coffee Cauldrons for more information. Or even better, joining us on our Discord level tier, which is First Coven, on our Patreon so we can answer your questions for next time. You'll even get to hear our lovely voices for an additional 30 minutes. And we added an extra tier 
the casting tier for if you just want to listen to part two of the episode. If you just want to listen to the part two podcast, there is now a tier for you. Um, Every tier that isn't just support us and up, you get to listen to us for 30 more minutes. So again, this is Coffee and Cultures with Robin from Addie Tired Witch on Instagram. And Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready okay. to count down? So you ready? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> One, One, two, two three. three. Bye, Bye. Bye. <laughs> That was really good. <laughs>